Good evening and welcome to the second episode of Gridiron Dark Horse Chalk Talk. I'm here tonight with Kansas State running back coach Brian Anderson. Coach, how you doing this evening? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, man. Can't complain. You know, we just talked. It sounds like we got some dinner waiting on us, both of our wives. So, <laughs> you know, can't complain, I'm, man. Can't complain, <laughs> man. Not at all. Yeah. I, appreciate, I appreciate you having me on here tonight. Absolutely, man. I'm excited to have you. Um, you know, we've... We've been talking for a little while, you know, I've, I've yep. sent some kids your way and, and uh, yep. you know, just trying to be the middleman and helping kids get exposure and things. So, um, you know, to give our listeners a little insight on who Brian Anderson is, if you can, man, just kind of talk about where, where you're from, where'd you play your ball and what kind of got you starting coaching? Well, I'm, I'm originally from Rockford, Illinois. Uh, I played my college ball at Western Illinois and um, had a great opportunity to have some really good teammates when I was there. Uh, Brian Cox and Rodney Harrison, two uh, NFL uh, great players, and and I'm kind of pissed off that Rodney's not didn't get voted into the Hall of Fame this year, and and uh, yeah. I'm a big advocate of that guy because he was a great player and he's a great teammate. And uh, after I got done playing, I started coaching right away, and uh, just loved the game, loved being around the game. I wasn't a great player, but I loved the game a lot, and and I, the game's done a lot for me as far as my development as a person and uh, I wanted to continue to grow as a coach. And so I stayed in it and, and, and stayed at West Illinois for a year and a half. And then I went out to, to venture on my own a little bit, went to Highland community college out here in Kansas yeah. and was there for a season. And then uh, I got a chance to go to Coffeeville community college. And if, if you know, during college football, uh, you know about Coffeeville community college, all the great players that gone through there and was there for three and a half years and got a chance to coach some really, really good players. But in the process, you know, I try to tell people all the time, it's about meeting people and being in the right place at the right time and how you treat people. And uh, I work with a guy named Kurt Thompson at Coffeeville, and uh, he he uh, he coached and played for a guy named Jerry Kill at Pittsburgh yep. State and uh, went to uh, Kurt's Kurt, uh, wedding reception and met Jerry Kill, and a year later he hired me at Southern Illinois. And had a run with him for 15 years from Southern Illinois to Northern Illinois to University of Minnesota. And uh, and had a great run with a bunch of great guys. And it kind of all came to an end in 2016. And uh, set out the 17th season. And then went to Illinois State and, and coached with Brock Speck. And Brock Speck is, and he and I are from the same hometown, Rockville, Illinois. And then, um, behold, I got a phone call after that season. Uh, to come to Kansas State and be with Chris Kleiman. And, and here's the crazy thing about it. You know, talk about meeting people and treat people a good. good. And, and uh, Chris Kleiman and my brother played together at Northern Iowa. And so Chris has no, had known me since I was a sophomore in high school. And he and I worked together uh, after I got done playing at Western Illinois. And his first time, his first full-time job was at Western Illinois. And, but we've always stayed in touch with each other through my moves and then through his moves through college, through college football, and then when he got the job at Kansas State, he called me and uh, invited me to come here and, and been here ever since coaching running backs. Yeah, yeah. You know, you talking about that, people don't realize how tight-knit the uh, college football coaches community really is, right? I yeah, mean, you, it's, you it's kinda, really tight. Yeah, you kind of cross paths with a lot of different people, and uh, it's really neat to see. Um, you know, when I started this thing, you know, there's – guys I was talking to when they were grad assistants 
and right. position coaches. And now, you know, they've went on to become head coaches and, 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 you know, moving up. So it's kind of neat to see that, um, you know, when, when, uh, you know, coaches cross paths, they, they tend to attach themselves to certain coaches and take their people with them. Um, yeah. so, you know, you brought up Jerry kill. Can you talk about maybe how he mentored you and, uh, you know, well, the impact he had on your coaching career? It had an amazing impact on my coaching career. You know, it was one of those deals where this was, he was an old school guy, you know, and, and so when I first started working for him, man, I, I, I would get frustrated and get mad. He'd yell at me and I, I didn't think I could coach. Like I remember, you know, we were watching spring ball practice that first spring at Southern Illinois and I was coaching, I was coaching receivers and we we're watching the film after a practice. And he's like, what is that? What are you, what are you coaching these guys to do? You can't even coach a hitch route. And I'm like, oh my God, this dude's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, I knew what he was doing for me. He was making me a better coach. He was challenging me to become a better coach because he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Right. And so he challenged me and, and that helped me become the, the best coach I could be on an everyday basis. And, and so coaching receivers for him. And then I coach uh, tight ends for him at Northern Illinois. And then I coach uh, running backs and I got to, to the University of Minnesota. And so all the things he was doing for me back at Southern Illinois was grooming me to be a better coach, to be able to have a, to be able to coach a different position and also learn the game. Sure. And so he did unbelievable things for me. And, and, and he and I still talk probably once to once every two to three weeks, we talk all the time and, and have a still a relationship to this day. That's awesome, man. So talking about you some more, you know, I kind of like to have fun with this. Um, what's something about you that, that nobody really knows about? Do you have any like hidden talents, any hobbies or anything that you like to do in your off time that, that, you know, people don't really know about you? Well, I mean, I'm like an open book, you know, I, I don't have any, I'm one of those guys. I don't have any secrets. You know, I, I want my players and the people around me to know who I am full. You know, I, they know I, after victories, I'm going to smoke a cigar. There you go. <laughs> that, that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. And, and the, probably the biggest thing that people know about me and my players know about me, that once you become a player under under me, no matter if you're on offense, no matter if you're on defense, if you're on a team that I've coached, you're you're a friend for life. That's awesome. Man. And and so my guys know that no matter what, they can call me at any point in time for advice, uh, for maybe help, help help them get a job opportunity. And they just know that, hey, I'm there for them because they sacrifice their willingness to to learn the game, to be good teammates, to help me in my career. Because every step I've taken uh, in this journey, every job I've gotten as I've moved up levels, I've always called players to say thank you for being a good player for me and helping me grow as a coach. And I'm not here uh, coaching at Kansas State if it wasn't for guys I coached at Southern Illinois. Right. Guys, I coached at Illinois State. I'm not at the Power Five level because those guys were really good players for me, and uh, I was able. They were able to help me also in the process, and so they know. People know about me that you know. Once you be, once you become a player for me, man, it's you're a player for life. It's no different for me. Last night, uh, calling Brandon Jacobs and, and having a conversation with him, or me calling Deuce Vaughn or me calling David Cobb, or me calling Donnell Kirkwood, or me calling Isaac Frickty, it doesn't matter. You know, right. those guys are, their guys are, they're in my tree forever. You know, That's and amazing. one of the special things that, that happened um, 
at the coaches convention this year was um, we're out to dinner uh, that first Sunday night. And I had eight former players there at dinner, all from different places that I've coached. And they're all friends because of me. That's awesome, man. And, and, uh, and that's a great feeling. So no hidden secrets about me. I'm an open book when it comes to the game of football and, and my life. And my players know who my wife is. They know who my, my daughter is. And, and so uh, I don't have any – I can't dance. I can't sing, <laughs> but I know have I know have I know how to have a good time, and they know that about me. So that's, that's great, who I man. am. I love it. I love it. And you know, I'm sure that comes to light um, within you know what you do as a football coach, especially in recruiting. You know, yeah. a kid a kid that you're recruiting can feel that. And uh, I know as a parent, and I got a son that's a you know going into his junior season in high school mm-hmm. um, to sit down with somebody like yourself that's authentic. You know, yeah. that, that, um, you know, I, I know I really appreciate it and I'm yeah. sure that, you know, people can feel that other parents and players. So, yeah. um, you know, as we move toward, uh, talking about recruiting, yeah. um, you know, as I explained to you before we, we jumped in this thing, it's kind of what I geared, I geared this whole podcast toward, you know, trying to be a little informative for these kids yeah. and parents, man. And, uh, you know, the hardest thing to explain to parents is how much recruiting has changed post COVID, yeah. right? Because yeah. COVID, after yeah. COVID, man, everything just is completely different. And um, you know, you throw in the transfer portal, you throw in the extra COVID year, right? You throw in yeah. um, NIL, all these different components. Um, so I just wanted to ask you if you can talk a little bit about that. You know, the challenges yeah. that brings, and uh, talk a little bit about just how much recruiting has changed since COVID. Yeah. I think uh, probably the biggest thing is trust. Uh, trust the process. Everyone has a different story, um, and every school has a different story. And but at the end of the day, it's about trusting the people around you to help you make a sound decision. Uh, I know there's a lot. I just got done talking to a recruit before I got on the phone with you, and I say, hey, you know, it's tough on you guys. You, you got a lot to juggle right now. You got. You know, you got social media. That's a big part of recruiting right now. Uh, you Huge. obviously get the you get the, the NIL phase of it right now. Uh, you got you know opportunities to, to to talk to more coaches than you ever thought you'd talk to in your lifetime because it's an open book right now. You know, and so who knows what the rules, the true rules are on any of this stuff, and uh, it's going to come down to you building relationships with the people that are sincere about you know if they've offered you because again i mean there's kids that have 20 and 30 offers right now and it's unrealistic for a kid to go visit that many schools right and the area that you know we're here in kansas and we have uh alabama coming into kansas we have uh usc coming into kansas we i mean people are going everywhere we got oregon coming into kansas it's not territorial anymore. It's it's schools from all of the country going to these small towns and, and trying to figure out, hey, is this real? You know, uh, right. you got schools um, uh, from different states going to other states in January and coaches are flying around in, in a completely different state, flying around in helicopters going to see kids. What's that all about? You know, it's just, <laughs> it's a lot, you know, right. and, and that's how, that's how much has changed. And, but at the end of the day, the one thing that has not changed is is the trust factor and what's genuine, who's genuine. You know, people can come with a lot of different slogans and all this stuff. And 
but what's real? What's going to help you maximize your potential? Who's going to help you do that? What school is going to help you do that? What school is going to help you grow? Right. Um, and then again, the, the trust the process part, you know, every kid, you know, says, I want to go somewhere I can play early. Well, what's your process to play early? You know, or you just think if you're a running back, you just come here and I'm going to give the ball to you and play. No, there's, there's right. a process to this thing. You know, if I said, okay, you're going in the game against Oklahoma State and it's third and nine, can you pick up the blitz as a true freshman? Yep. I don't know. Did you do that in high school? No. Then why do you think you're going to play as a freshman if you, if you don't know it now? You know, and so uh, it's it, that part is never going to change. That's a non-negotiable for us at, at Kansas State, man. You you got to want to be here at Kansas State. You got to understand that what our culture is all about, and and are you a good fit for us? Because right. I don't want I don't want to recruit a kid that's going to transfer schools. I want a kid that's want to understand the process of okay, what's your preparation look like? Yep. Okay, and so I try to. It's almost de-recruiting kids. You know, you, you figure out, you got to figure out, hey, do they like recruiting or do they like your school? You know, do they like getting the pictures uh, of themselves? You know, do they want to post offers on, on Twitter? Coach, man, look at my film. Man, I don't go to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to recruit a kid. Yeah. So why am I trying to look at your film? You know, I don't want you to come away. Are you going to come out here uh, this spring and come see us? No. Exactly. <laughs> Why am I going to offer you that? It's got to be a two way street. Yeah. Right. For sure. You know, and so uh, I'm not going to waste your time and uh, you're not going to waste my time. And that's not being rude. That's just being realistic to say, no, it's not a, it's not a right fit. I mean, right. you get 50 offers and why should I just offer you to put some on Twitter? You know, so um, there's a lot going on with these kids and the, and the families too, because the parents got to work through all this stuff. You right. Know, it used to be, uh, it was you recruit the kid and you talk to the high school coach, but now the parents are so involved in it because of the NIL piece of it. Mm-hmm. And, and now you, you got to find out what's important. Is the NIL the most important thing or getting education the most important thing? You right. know? Exactly. And, and so there's a lot to juggle right now, but you got to find out um, uh, who's genuine about this process, who really uh, embarks the process of being recruited. Because again, in January, this, what, six or seven years ago, maybe, maybe shorter than that, in January, all I did was go to the homes of the kids that I was recruiting. And mm-hmm. they just, it, it, he called it babysitting. But in that process, for three straight weeks, I would go to a kid's house and hang out their house, have dinner, kick it up put my feet up in the air on the, in the chair, watch a game with the family. Right. And they got to know me and they, and I got to know them and the kid didn't transfer because the relationship that we built. Yep. And so they knew if he was messing up, I had the right to jump in his butt and they understood that. Now you don't do any home visits, Harley, because it's kids are coming on campus more often than not. And they're committing, and then it's over. They come on a fishing visit in the summertime, and it's over. Right. So you're not even recruiting a kid anymore in January. So when did you have time to truly build a relationship with that kid um, and get to know the families like you used to back in the day? Right. You know, I used to love going, hey, I got to go to Atlanta. I'm going to so-and-so's house this week. Okay. Hey, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going back to so-and-so's house this week. And, it, and you can say it was babysitting, but it was really – you were building a relationship with the family. Absolutely. 
you know, and so those days are over with now. You don't yeah. even have that January. You're already moved on to the next class. Yep. You know, and so that's what makes it tough for these kids to make a sound decision on is that the right school for me? Are right. you just banking on uh, if a kid goes, hey, hey, what's you guys NIL? No, then you're barking up the wrong tree. Exactly. Right? You know, so it's it's changed a lot. And then, you, like you said, you know, juggling the COVID years, like what's your roster management look like? You see all these all these schools now hiring GMs to kind of truly figure this stuff out. And, and what's it like to have a, a roster in college? Because you got to put the, the COVID years, this kid coming back, is this kid good enough yeah. to, to play here? Did we make a mistake? And so you got to juggle that part of it, you know? And so it's a lot going on for everybody right now. I'm and, telling you. <clears throat> and so being consistent and having the same message uh, is important as a program from the top down. Um, and then getting the right kind of kids that fit your culture. Uh, and I know culture is a big word um, in college football right now. And, 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 and what's it look like? And uh, is your culture a player driven culture? Is it driven by the coaches? Is it driven by the head coach? Right. Who's out in front? Is the players out in front? Is the head coach out in front? Is the president of the university out in front? Who, who's leading the pack? You know, um, is it, you know, how, how are your kids off the field? Are they getting in, are they getting in trouble? Uh, are they, you know, do they go to class? Do your kids still graduate? Cause the one thing that is not talked about a lot right now is the academic piece. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and so we still try to inform the families on what recruiting is. You know, uh, we try to do our good, our due diligence is, is recruiting the families also in the process of recruiting the kid. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the parents, they do have to trust you mm -hmm. as, a, as, a co as a coach and as a university because you're going to do right by their kid. Uh, and you can't make it about one thing. I learned this a long time in this profession. You know, obviously the money's gotten crazy in college football for coaches and things. But you never make a decision on money. Yeah. You can't do that. And, I don't, and, that, and that's in life, period. Because, you know, you can make a lot of money, but all of a sudden you don't have a life. You know, you don't have a, uh, a, a quality of life, you know, over a buck. And you, you got to be careful with us making decisions as coaches. What school is we going to go to? What schools is real? What, I mean, what's it like? You know, so it's, it's a lot going on right now throughout the ranks of college football. And, but if you can get the right kind of kids, to get around the right kind of people, you can win football games. Absolutely. You know, <clears throat> it's all about fit, right? I mean. It's all about fit. It's all about fit. And it's no different for me saying, okay, I I, get, I look at this video four years ago of a five-foot-six running back from Austin, Texas, and I'm sitting there going, man, he's pretty good. And so how we do, we have a process of, uh, the area coach watches it, then the position coach. Well, I had seen the film because I, I knew his dad. And I'm like, I'll check it out because I know his dad. And so I watched this film with this this little bitty running back from Austin, Texas. And I'm going, man, he's pretty good. And so I go to the next step and watch it as an offensive staff. And I said, okay, this is so-and-so's, no, this is Deuce Vaughn. Uh, I've known his dad for 20-plus years. He's a really good player. He's small. I want you guys to watch it. So we watch it, throw it on. They're like, 
wow, B.A., he's, he's really good. Yeah. Okay, so then the next step goes to Coach Kleiman. And so he watches it. So he he sends out his, his evaluation. He puts offer, stamp, no-brainer. Don't care how, how small he is. Right. And so we trust the process, and, and he was a right fit for us. And I'll never forget him sitting he, he, him and his dad sitting in my office, and I said, we're not going to change the office because of your size. You are a good fit for us. No matter what Arkansas told him, no matter what Missouri told him, you're a good fit for us. Yep. And that's what it was all about. He was a right fit for us, but not just as a football player, as a person. Right. You know, and that was a big part of his recruitment because he fit as a person. when We're trying to build a championship football program. Yep. And he was a big part of that building block because he was a good person. Sure. And, and that's the thing that sometimes gets lost in a kid's ability you know, what are they like off the field? What are they like in the building on an everyday basis? And he was the right fit for us. Right. And, you know, <laughs> that just speaks volumes to, um, you know, being a good fit and having a family atmosphere. You know, if you have that with a group of yeah. guys, right, everything else yeah. seems to fall right into place, especially if you've got a group of guys like, you know, blue collar type of guys like a Deuce Vaughn who's going to put the work in you know, does he have the size everybody else has? No. But you know what? At the end of the day, what's his work ethic look like? Is he bringing the right. lunch pail to work every day? Is he, yeah. you know, is he putting in the time and the work? And a guy like that is, is contagious to the guys Very around contagious. him, you know? Yes. And that's what I kind of, that's what I love about Deuce Vaughn. I love watching that guy. And I'm glad that you brought him up because I wanted to talk about him too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, especially the fact that he was undersized. I think a lot of kids, um, you know, there's a, uh, I, I don't want to say misconception because there is a lot of people do put a lot of weight into, into, you know, how tall are you? How, you know, how big are you at the, especially in the D one level. Right. So it's refreshing to hear a coach like yourself that isn't looking at, okay, you know what, this guy's five, seven, but what can he do? What's right. his work ethic like, you know, what's he bringing to the table? So I appreciate that, man. I just want to say yeah. thank you because, you know, not all coaches are looking at, you know, oh, he's he's five seven. A lot of coaches just turn that off. They'd be like, right. I'm you know, I'm not even gonna watch this. Right. So, you know, I I really appreciate that. And um, you know, moving into because you mentioned like social media. So yeah. um, you know, as it pertains to recruiting, if you can maybe talk about um how important is social media for a kid right now? Because you're right, it's huge in recruiting. So for yeah. a kid to have a Twitter account. Because a lot of coaches communicate through Twitter, a lot of kids, you know, Instagram. How important is it for a kid to have those accounts? But at the same time, what should they be doing with it? And what should they not be doing with it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, you know, because it's it's about building your brand. That's a big thing right now, you know, building your brand and what's your brand like. So social media obviously can help you build your brand as a person, right. as an individual. Uh, so taking advantage of those opportunities uh some high some states have nil for high schools now so if you're if you're doing right by your social media people are going to look at those things and making sure that you're you're you know you're you're good on there and not a guy that's that's playing messy on social media uh not doing things that are uh, out of pocket on social media and being smart with it uh i think that can help you 
But if you're a guy on there that's that's being sloppy on social media, uh, posting things, reposting things that are really not contained to helping you build your brand, uh, right. it could hurt you in a big way. Yeah. You know, because you're telling your story. You know what I mean? And and you control that that scenario. If if you are not in control of your own scenario, then it could hurt you in the long run. You know, you let other people dictate uh, what your future looks like, and you don't want that. You know, and and so. Uh, it can help you, but you got to make sure, again, you got the right kind of people get, giving you the right information to put on social media. Right. You know, and so um, uh, I think, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's crazy that, you know, we, like when I'm looking at a kid through our value, film evaluation, the first thing I go to is his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. The first thing I go to is his Twitter account and look at his, his post and look at different pictures and, 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 and kind of get an idea of who he is. No different from a kid following me on Twitter and looking at my post and see what I'm posting. They want to see who I am, you know, right. and, and so you can get a quick glimpse of who that person is. Uh, if he's on there and he's got video of him doing something that he shouldn't be doing, huh, that's a reject yep. right now, you yep. know, because he's telling me who he is, you know, and and uh, and that, that's the last thing I need to see. That's the last thing I want to bring. A kind of, I don't care how good a player he is. But if he's not doing the right things on his social media account, then he's not going to be the right fit for us. And and those are the kind of kids I don't deal with very well. I just don't, you know, right. because um, I can I can try to help them. Uh, I've helped kids in so many different ways of saying, "Hey, you're you're not a right fit for us." But this is what I will tell you: you need to clean up your social media, your Twitter account, because people see that those things on there. Or tell a high school coach, "Hey, man, coach, you need to tell him that." you know, clean his social media up, you know, and, and, uh, that would help his, 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 him in recruiting if he did those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, another piece to the recruiting thing is, you know, huddle's huge, right? Yeah. I wish I had huddle when I played, <laughs> you know, but, uh, um, the VHS didn't do it for you. <laughs> yeah, man. It was different back then. Right. But, you know, oh, yeah. so when you, and I'm sure you get, a lot of film thrown at you, like you said, you know, people just yep. send it to you out the woodwork. Um, how important I try to explain to kids and I do a lot of highlights for kids to help them with, you know, their clips and how to arrange a film, because, right. you know, if you're not catching a coach's attention within that first seven to 10 seconds is what I generally tell them. You want to make sure, man, your best plays are at the forefront. Um, right. How important is that? You know, it's, a, it's very important, you know, cause you know, we have a uh, – I truly – every film that I watch in my pipe, I have to do an evaluation on. It's like being an NFL coach where you truly evaluate the prospect. Right. And you put some quick notes in there and uh, things you like, things that you may not like, but you see something in this kid that, that he has potential to, to be a player for you. So we have these steps, how they go to the next step, the next level, the next level. If he's a kid – that you feel that you need to, you as a coach need to reevaluate at a later date, then you reevaluate it. But uh, to be honest with, with kids and your evaluation to give those guys a fair chance. And have I hit on, have I made mistakes in recruiting? Yes, I've made mistakes in recruiting. Uh, if I missed on a kid and said, I don't think he's very good right now, and all of a sudden he turns out to be a really good player, you know. So right. there's some guys that in my in years past that, I missed on that they're playing in the National Football League. Yeah. I missed on them, you know, and so I you can't measure the 
you can't, what you see on film is what you see, but you don't measure what's inside them. That's right. the one thing you can't do, you know? And so uh, it's no different from all these teams passed on Deuce Vaughn that said, hey, this guy's a first team All-American, blah, blah, blah. But, but they didn't know, you know, they came and got all the information, but they still couldn't get over that hype. They just right. couldn't get over that part of yep. it, you know? And all of a sudden he goes out in the preseason. I know it's preseason, but he has all of a sudden an outstanding preseason there going, oh, shit. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And so yeah. this kid's pretty good, you know? And so uh, you you can miss on, on, on certain kids. But uh, I think, is it a two-minute highlight? Is it a three-minute highlight? Is it a seven-minute highlight? The ones that really intriguing, the ones are eight-minute plus. Right. Because you're sitting there going, okay, this dude's got a long highlight video. This is this is intriguing. Yeah. And the thing I look for is it against the same how much is it against the same team? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Is he going against man, his team in the blue, they on his whole highlights against his team. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. And so you're like, uh, I don't know. So you gotta watch that. You know, right. and so there's certain things you have to watch and and then there's you know, if if something bad happens. And that's the great thing about going to a high school game when you get a kid to see it kid live say oh man his video is really good yeah but then what i like to do i like I, I like being on the sideline and kind of walking around and seeing his demeanor with his teammates yep. that's the one of the biggest things i look for i don't care if he uh can we on a team right now um i watched his demeanor uh during his high school game and he didn't have a big game and his old line was getting beat but he never complained yeah he never got angry at his old line. He never got mad. He just kept getting up and hey, help! He helped old lineman up, or he pat him on yeah. the helmet. Hey, next play, and that I, that right there went a long way with me. Yeah, you know. And so the film was good, and then seeing him live and the way he handled his business with his teammates, I was like, yeah, he's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, he's a no brainer because he's the right kind of kid. So the film part is important. But if you get a chance to see a kid live and how he acts on the field on the field with his teammates, you're the good and the bad. Because yep. obviously you don't see those things on film. You know, you don't right. see the – they cut the film off real fast, you know, if there's something bad. So you don't get to see it. Yep. So uh, – and, and sometimes, you know, a coach will say, hey, well, he's he's a little edgy, but what's his edge? Is it an edge that's, that's a good thing or is it an edge that's a bad thing? Is he yeah. on the sideline snapping on people and yelling at people? Is he a problem in the locker room? You know, those kind of things, you know. And so, and high school coaches don't want to hurt kids, you know. And so, they're never going to paint a, a truly a bad, bad picture right. for them. Uh, and then, obviously, the parents are going to never want to hurt their kids. They're going to paint a good picture. So, you got to find out, you know, who this kid is, maybe through a social media, uh, through other, maybe other schools in the area, through other high school coaches. What do you think of that kid? Yep. Um, so, there's a lot of things that we still do on our background check because we, we're going to, I mean, yeah, his film's good when he's an offer kid, but what's his back? Like, have yep. we got any background check? Do we know anybody that's coached against this kid? Do we know anybody in the high school that can help us tell us who this kid is? Right. You know, so we, 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 our resources, man, we go deep. We're, we're kind of like an NFL team, man. We're, we're going to try to go deep into a kid because the reason we do that is we don't want a kid to leave our program. Now, are you going to have some kids leave your program? You're going to, it's part of college football. Right, right. right. But if we can, if we can say majority of them because of the background and we had some type of relationship with this kid through 
a third party or whatever, man, and he's the right kind of fit. Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know. Well, so, people got to yeah. understand it's a two way street, right? I mean, yeah. The kid's not just investing in you. The school's right. investing in that kid. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys are going to do your due diligence, man. And, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, coaches and, and, and parents, I try to tell them, like, be honest about your kid's height, their weight, yeah. their 40s. You know, they put a lot of yeah. weight in. But you, you see coaches all the time. They'll send, oh, yeah, he's 6'1", 220. They don't realize y'all been doing this a long time. Just like me, I can right. look on film. I mean, that kid ain't six one, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it, and then all it does is hurt them because now that's all it does. Because then they just move on. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and you don't man. want that. Just be honest with it, and, and it is what it is. And, and you, he, if he's a good player and he's a good person, and just keep building those positives, and don't all of a sudden go. And he's really five ten, and he's not six foot. Well, right. come on, that's a big difference, man. A big difference. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But it happens. All, it happens all the time, doesn't it, Coach? Yeah, it does. Happens all the time. It happens you know? all the time. And there's no need. There's just no need for it. Just be upfront, and honest. You know? Yep. That's right. So now I want to kind of move in a different direction, and yeah. we'll, we'll just a few more questions for you. Yep. But. Uh, you know, with the Big 12, man, you know, it has a whole different landscape, different look this year. And, uh, yep. you know, how do you feel about that? How, are you excited about uh, facing some of these new schools and, and what the new look looks like? Yeah, I, I am. I, I really am. Um, you know, it's, again, college football is in a different time right now where you're, you know, you're used to just playing your conference games. and But now all the realignment going on and you get new opportunities to play new, new people, new schools, you get – obviously recruit against other schools now that are not from this area, like recruiting against Cincinnati, you yeah. know, and, yeah. you know, all of a sudden Ohio, state of Ohio is coming into Kansas recruiting kids because it's part of the Big 12 now. Yep. Uh, now you got Arizona, you know, part of the Big 12 now. Colorado is coming back to the Big 12. You know, now you got a, a school in Florida where everybody goes recruit in the state of Florida, but, you know, you got – you got uh, Central Florida coming into Kansas now recruiting kids, you know. So it, it's it's kind of a cool, cool thing to kind of have all these schools, different, the different landscapes of scheduling and, and, and getting our kids more exposure that way, you know. And I think our commissioner does a good job of you know, helping our kids get exposure. And, and, um, and I think it's, it's going to be a good league. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a absolutely. tough league. Utah, Utah coming in the league – as a team that's, that's been, you know, playing really well in, throughout the college football over the last 10 years, have done a good job of – they've done a really good job of evaluating kids and, and getting kids to, to play at a high level, right. you know. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. I think, uh, you know, we're, we're a team that, that's kind of made our mark in the old Big 12. And so going forward, we're, we should be a team that, that can make some noise in the Big 12 and, and hopefully just stay on that, that track and, and keep pushing forward. Absolutely, man. I'm excited for you. I'm excited about the, the new look. Um, you know, I'm excited for this season. I'm excited for you guys because, I mean, you had a great season last year. I know with Will Howard leaving, there's going to be a different look at quarterback, right? So I just, yep. I'm just curious, you know, um, after what's such a great year last year, what's the vibe you're getting right now going into spring ball around the facility, man? Is it, you guys got a lot of energy, a lot of, a lot of good leadership. How's, how's that feel? Yeah, it's it's been really good. You know, you know, winning that bowl game helps. 
going into the going into the spring. Uh, got a lot of energy uh, right now. Uh, obviously, we'll we'll like a new team because not just the quarterback position, but the guys up front. You know, losing Cooper BB and yeah. uh, KT Livingston and uh, Duffy and Hayden Gillum, those guys up up front and losing those guys. So we're, we're going to be a, a different looking team. But the, the one constant we have, you know, got coming back, we got receivers coming back. Yeah. Uh, lose Phillip Brooks and Seth Porter, but got some young guys. I think they're really ready to step up. Um, and then obviously DJ Giddings, uh coming back uh, is 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 a is a great thing. You know? Yeah. And so new uh, look on defense, but you know the, the energy is high right now because that bowl game helps propel you into the off season, uh, into spring ball, and so. Um, guys are working hard right now. Guys are, are meeting a lot with their coaches and, and, and trying to get better in the classroom. Uh, guys are doing a good job in the weight room with Coach Coach, uh, Coach True and his staff. So um, things are looking good. And, you know, obviously we got some guys that are not going to miss spring ball because of injuries or whatever, but that's college football. And yeah. so there will be some younger guys getting more opportunities, which is which is what they want. You know? Right. And so – um, uh, we feel good about uh, going in the spring and, and where we're at with everything, and, and obviously losing Coach Klein is a was a big part of that. But you know, having Coach Wells here now, um, a guy who's done a lot in his career and comes with a with a big time voice and, and helping us continue to grow as an offense, and uh, well, we're excited about it. So uh, I can't complain about anything that's going on here at K State. We just got to keep pushing forward, you know. That's great, man. Yeah, again, I'm excited for you. So I'm going to end this on one one last question here. Yep. Um, it's kind of fun for me just to kind of ask you to see, you know, what your thoughts are. But, uh, yeah. you know, what would you like for your legacy to be as a coach, um, whether it's wherever you've coached? You know, the impact that you want to leave on your players 10 to 20 years from now when kids look back, what do you want them saying about Coach Anderson? That was a GOAT. I was the goat. I mean, <laughs> there you go. In, in their in their lives, I mean, that's no matter if I coach running backs, receivers, or tight end, that uh, I made a big time impact on in their lives, not just as a player, but as as people, yeah. and uh, and help them grow. And so um, I, that's what I tell them all the time. I said, man, you, you're gonna be you want to have nightmares about me when you're all <laughs> done with this stuff because you, you remember the times I was in your butt. And remember the good times also, you know, in the yeah. bad times, you know. But, but uh, on a serious note, that's that's who I want those guys to remember as a good person, right. you know, and 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 helping them, you know, chase their dreams of of you know playing in the National Football League or or getting an opportunity to get a job somewhere and being very successful that way or whatever wherever it may be. But this helping them become better fathers, um, better husbands. Uh, better teammates, or whatever it may be, uh, I want to make sure that I had an impact on their life because at the end of the day, you know, you're not judged on wins and losses. You're judged on how you treat people. Absolutely. And so that's that's the way I kind of live my life is making sure that uh, I treat people right and treating my players the right right way and, and always upfront, honest with them. Yep. Because, it, you know, it, Kids nowadays, they don't want to. Hear, sometimes they don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to. Hey, man, you know, you're, you're not. You know, you're not. You're ready to play yet, or um, you got. You know, you got to straighten your life out. You got to do better here, whatever it may be. Sometimes the truth hurts early, but I've had more phone calls 
in the last 29 years going into my 30th season of saying, coach, thank you. Yeah. You know, thank you for, 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 for digging in me and, 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 and helping me grow as a player. And uh, when I see kids go on, if they transferred and I had a kid transfer uh, to a different school um, and now he's a captain at that school. I mean, I'm very, very proud of that. Yeah. That's you know, awesome. Because uh, the impact I have on his life to help him change and become a better player. Absolutely. So yeah. that's that's what I, I that's what I want to be known. That's my lesson. Just a good person, man. That's that's it. Well, I gotta tell you, man. I've I've enjoyed talking to you. You're a genuine yep. guy, and 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 it's a breath of fresh air, man. That uh, you know you're in this for the right reasons, and you're you're yep. you know trying to develop young men and into good people, not just football players. So right. um, you know, thank you for that. Thank you for your time, man. I really appreciate it. I've had a blast talking to you. So uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, you just let me know. Just let me know, and I'll be willing to do it anytime. All right, Coach. Hey, this is uh, Coach Brian Anderson, everybody. Thanks a lot, and you all have a good evening.